Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dangy. Hi, everyone out there. So happy that you are able to tune in and listen to the show today. We are very excited to be coming to you from our temporary studio that is actually sponsored by Wakaiva Island. Our friends at Wakaiva Island has have lent us a little space here to do our podcast out of, and we are so thankful to them that they are helping to support us while we are in our transition. I love that. I love that. And full disclosure, we're also sort of sitting out in the lobby of the building of where our, we're looking into the door of our new podcast studio. Yes. We're waiting for some equipment we're, we're to come in. We're at the conference table It's like we're today, inching closer and closer to which it. Which it really kind of makes sense that we're at the conference table because we're actually sitting with a tax attorney here, Mr. Tom Evans, with Pineapple Law and Tax right here in Orlando. And we're so excited to just ask some questions to kind of help the small businesses out there with those, you know, very difficult tax rules and regulations. And oh, it's I so s- confusing. I'm so glad, Angie, <laughs> so that confusing, you, you Tom. have been managing this part of our new small business. I'm so happy for that. I will do everything else if you stay if you yeah. stay on that well, category. Well, let me just say that I started managing this because I found Tom and he helped walk me through some things that you would think would be simple, yes. but they really weren't. So well, welcome to the show, Tom. We're glad you joined us tonight. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Uh, we've been hanging out for a little bit before we started here. And I, yeah. I just say, Dan and Angie, cool people so sweet you guys have made this such a this is my first time full disclosure doing i was a gonna podcast. bring that out <laughs> man we got a lot of first timers so yeah got, got a little bit of nerves but honestly you guys have been so cool i, I feel like so comfortable now awesome. so thank you. Very that, nice. that's what we like to hear like we said like we'd meet you on the street and learn about what it is you do Heck well, yeah. you, you know that vibe you're talking about though that's the vibe that angie got meeting with you right away and Start. I have to have that vibe, too, if I'm well, going to work with somebody. Well, I mean, that, and I don't know the likelihood of getting that vibe when you're trying to find, like, a tax attorney or tax information. So, you know, props to you on that because she was like, Thank oh, you. my gosh, this is amazing. It's like, now I learned this, and he helped me do this. So let's get into it for a minute. So you're a tax attorney. Yes. Can, can you tell us just on a level what that means even? Yeah, so Tax attorney, um, it's people who are attorneys licensed to practice law that specialize in doing taxes, just like you would have a, a personal injury attorney, a, a trust and estates attorney. Um, I always tell people as a lawyer, j- just like if you have a, a medical problem with a doctor, you know, if you got a problem with your skin, you got to go to a dermatologist. Yeah. Um, you're always better off going with a specialist. So, you know, it, it, dealing with tax, yeah, you could go to, um, you know, any type of general lawyer, but you're, you're better off going with someone who does just that instead of doing, he does lawsuits against people who car, did a car accident against me. He does sure. trust and wills. You, you want to stay specialized so that that's kind of what it is, is just being like someone who does tax all the time. That way awesome. all them rules and regulations are fresh in the mind. Yeah. <laughs> and it's know? a, it's a tangled mess if you don't know what you're doing. Were you always just sort of interested in the way taxes work and all? Uh, well, I actually, you know, I, I was like a normal person when I heard the word tax originally. I used to cringe. <laughs> cringe. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. Um, but I actually, this is going to sound super dorky, always loved math as a kid. And actually, in sixth grade, 
Um, I was on the math B team for my elementary school. Totally cool. Um, and we won the entire <laughs> I like state. Math too, so. Wow. State of Iowa. I'm from Iowa, not the biggest state. So. Wow. But you know what? No, you would, I would but think, we won. Yeah. So you that, would want your tax attorney to be interested in math, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, normally people are like, oh, lawyer, poli sci major. It's like finance, actually. Right. So, um, but I graduated in 2009 with a degree in finance. And, um, that was probably the toughest job to get back then with what was going on uh, yeah. with the economy. So I was like, law school is the next step. And yeah. then, yeah, eventually found tax and I was like, this is my home. Best this of both is where worlds. I belong. Oh, I love it. So how long have you actually been a tax attorney? So I've been licensed to practice law for 11 years now, um, going back to 2012. You look way too young to doing this for <laughs> hey, Thank years. you. They, they carded me. They still card me. So it's, that, that's that always a, feels good. It's I'm, not a bad thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm 30, just turned 36. But um, uh, since 2014 here in Orlando, specifically, I've been here. Uh, I worked with um, another individual, Andrew Schaefer. He kind of taught me the business and showed me the ropes. Um, and then after a few years, went out on my own and uh, just re- just really liked it. I naturally, for me, it was a natural fit, you know, standing up for, I, I love working with, you know, just your, you know, Joe Main Street and helping yeah. him save money against the IRS. You know, I was going to ask yeah. that, like, how did, you know, where did helping out small businesses come in? Because I, I actually love the way that you guys describe your um, your law firm online. You say a boutique law firm. I love that because that, you know, boutique, you think smaller and that is not always a bad thing, you know? And that's a lot of, a lot of, um, small businesses are boutique businesses that we've, that we've worked with too. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it sounds like a good fit to me. Absolutely. And like, you know, I mean, this cliche, but like, um, you know, riches from, from niches, you know, that, that applies to any business. You know, that's what yeah. I always try and, you know, tell my clients because, you know, I don't just help them with taxes. I try and give them more generalized business advice too. And it's something I always tell people, the, the more you can specialize in just this particular certain thing, even within your industry, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities to specialize. That's just going to, you know, attract business more naturally, especially yeah. as you work with people and you do right by people. It's just contagious. You know, I've told people in some ways, if you do right by people, your business will naturally grow itself. So true. So, I mean, think about it. Anytime we've ever dealt with a small business that has gone above and beyond or had that little personal touch, it what just came to mind is like my mechanic here in town. The first time it's a small mom and pop place. Mm-hmm. First time I ever went there, he replaced a part on my truck. It was like a hundred dollar part. And wouldn't let me pay for it. Said, "Well, drive it around and make sure that fixed the issue." Instantly, a customer for life. You know what I mean? That's that's. Oh, can I get that guy's number? Yeah. I need a good mechanic. I'll give it to you. Please, sure. it's like right the, down the street too. Oh yeah, they've won all sorts of awards and everything. Yeah. Like shout out they're to really Olympic great. Auto and Altamont Springs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're really great. And it's like, I mean, not my idea. I think this goes back to Zig Ziglar is where I heard this. Oh, it's okay. like if you give every, you know, if you give people everything they need you'll get everything you need yeah. to where it's yeah. like, you got to give to get. And, and really with small business, I mean, I try and do similar things too, where, uh, I, I tell people when someone comes to me and they've had an issue where the person they were working with before caused them an issue with the IRS and then they come to me to mm-hmm. fix it. Um, if that person's going to sign up with me, I, I usually, as long as it's something minor, I say, Hey, you know what? 
we can make this happen. It's just part of the work that I do. You know, if I charge you to do this, you're essentially getting double taxed. Yeah. You're getting taxed again just to get it done right. When you tried to do everything right on the front end, it's just the person you were working with caused you this problem. Uh, right. You know, this reminds me of how many celebrities get in tax trouble because they don't have anything to do with their taxes. They're just paying someone to take care of uh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a common thing, I guess, to just not really pay attention to how good someone might be or how true they might be to their word on whatever they're doing. So, yeah. And that's a common, I mean, unfortunately I encounter this a lot where people call me and it's just, uh, the nature of tax business. Some of these people, they'll work with people, they'll do it for like five years and then they just totally disappear. So like, I honestly, probably like 20% of the calls I get are from people who it's like, yeah, my tax guy just disappeared. Oh, God, that's horrible, like a sinking feeling in my stomach just hearing it. Yeah, I mean, to give you kind of everyone a disclaimer, all you need to do to prepare taxes is be 18 years old and pay the IRS $50. And that $50 fee, actually, they don't even require anymore because the Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional. So So when you go to someplace like TurboTax we're guilty or uh, well, um, no, that's Jackson a, it, Hewitt and you walk in, you're oh, saying somebody there could be 18 that just is well, preparing your taxes. And so, okay, that's, that's a great question. So let me say TurboTax can be okay for some people. And, and I'll sometimes <laughs> tell people that like, honestly, that's the best fit. I'm like with what you're doing, that's, that's yeah. the best way to do it. Especially here in Florida where yeah. we don't have to file state yeah. tax returns. That's where a lot of times, you know, these it online gets- services, they get you, they say, Hey, federal's free, but we're charging you for state. Um, but I, you know, H and R Block, Jackson Hewitt, and Liberty Tax. I would say stay away. Run, <laughs> yeah. run, just because. Yeah, you're, you're going to have someone. They take a one week course done by the company, and most of it, sixty percent of that course is based on high pressure sales. Forty percent is tax content. The other it's the, is it's the that, add on to upgrade. To, and I, yeah. and I they, just they see probably the pr- get commissioned for that too. They do. They absolutely yeah. do. And I, I just see the prices and it's insane, you know, cause you can come work with me an attorney and, um, you know, I'm going to provide value. So you're going to honestly pay less and get a better service. You know, how am I able to do that? Well, I, I don't have a physical office. I work with people remotely. I mean, I do have a physical office, but I don't let people come there. It's, you know, it's, it's like your base camp. For, you know, with you with, know. Yeah. with uh, COVID and everything, you know, that's just people honestly prefer that now. It's I, the I way found the world. that they would rather. I'm, I'm so there with you. As you much know, as we, I we love meeting. We are definitely in more of like a concierge type yeah, service, yeah. you and, know, like where p- people want that. Can right, you come indeed. to my house and give me a massage? Can you come to my house and give me a facial? Well, like, that, I want that, you to just come to me. Yeah, totally. that's, that's, that's still, that's in person still, but I see what you're saying. But I, you know, t- to your point, Tom, um, for me, as much as we love to meet with people in person like this, but doctor's appointments and everything, I'm doing all that virtual now. I love yeah. it because it's more convenient. You you don't have to travel anywhere. And for what you do, I mean, as nice as it is to meet you in person, we don't really need to do that for what you do. <laughs> yeah. And let's be honest. I mean, taxes especially. You don't, yeah. First of all, people don't want to deal that and like, oh, I got to go freaking downtown Orlando. And right. My tax mm-hmm. guy. It's the last thing people want to. Yeah. So that, I mean, again, one of my focus is like, I'm here to make taxes easy and simple for people yeah. because I know how annoying they are in the first place. So like, yeah, like you're saying, I mean, with some folks, um, some folks, they just want the bottom line. They just want to do a phone call, which is okay with me. I prefer to do like a Zoom where we can do screen share because then, I mean, it's um, honestly easier because we can walk through your return oh, line I love by that. line. You're preaching. I'm an IT guy. at the return. This, yeah. You got me you at know. screen share for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you can literally say check here. 
put in the total from that here and you can point to the spots on the form that you're saying. Oh, well, so, so what we'll do is, well, you know, I, normally people will send me their documents first. We do everything prepared. Then I schedule this follow up and we'll kind of talk through everything. And then, then we'll look at the final return together and we go ah. through it line by line. And this is something I found that we didn't used to do where I worked before. Not very many tax people do this, but it's really important to go through it with everyone and explain it literally line by line. I know it sounds um, a little uh, excessive. No, but it's, because you don't understand important. anything you read when you're going through there. You Especially know? as a business owner. I, yeah. I know so many tax firms, they'll send you your tax returns and here, this is it. And you're like, why do I owe so much? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, or why is it 95 pages you know, <laughs> that I'm supposed to read through? Right. Like what the hell? I don't remember filling this many pages out. Why is it this many? Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. So, so yeah, that's where it's like, yeah, I love to, you know, just explain it because it's frustrating when it's like, oh, I've got to send a big check to the federal government when I feel like I've already paid so many taxes, especially oh, yeah. if you employee, if you have employees. Um, but that's, you know, and that way we catch any errors too. If, you know, people miss some documents or left something out, we always catch it that yeah. way. Is, is that what you refer to on your website as tax resolution? No, so this is tax preparation. Tax okay. resolution is when someone has an outstanding tax liability with the IRS, and um, th there's a few ways to do with this. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the uh, commercial, be it on TV, the radio, settle your tax debt for pennies on the dollar. I know back in the day, I mean, if you're old enough, you probably remember Patrick Oaks, Ronnie Deutsch, and J.D. Harris. They, there they was were kind of the billboards, and those were the guys? The, well, there was this kind of big wave in their back as like, between you know the 2000s they even snl even did a parody of patrick's oaks because he was uh or not patrick oaks um this uh what was his name the tax masters right, um, right. but reminds he, me of the get out of your speeding ticket for a dollar kind of or a hundred bucks or whatever <laughs> it, 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 totally and like th there is some truth to what they're saying in terms of the IRS has this program called an offer and compromise. And this would be a good thing just to throw out to anybody mm -hmm. who has a tax debt with the IRS. If you hear this, oh, and in these firms, a big one's Optima Tax currently. I actually have a client who totally got ripped off for 10 grand from Optima <gasps> Tax. Oh, oh my God. It's like, yeah, so they owe IRS uh, 50 grand. Optima Tax says, hey, give us 10 grand. We'll settle it for nothing. And that's a complete lie because Optima Tax has like, you know, I don't know how many people exactly, probably like, you know, somewhere between 300 and 600 people working for him. So like a low yeah. level sales guy can make promises that don't matter at all. And it just yeah. comes back to him as commission. And then if there's a problem later down the road, it's not even he's him. not even working there. Yeah. So operator wow. number two, you get, um, are you, I, I just have to ask this because you're a little brave when we talk about these companies. Are you afraid of uh, any of these companies coming to you and saying, Hey, quit telling people we're getting ripped off here or, no, oh, no, I mean no. I would, <laughs> I would go, I would knowledge. go swear under oath to these statements. Oh, I good would for say you. this is. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could go read their Google reviews. I'm not the first person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, full. I mean, I love it. I love that you're so honest about it. Yeah. I mean, Optima Tax with this client, we reported them to the California Attorney General because, like I said, they literally wow. did a high pressure sale with her, took ten grand from her, and again, they they use this offer and compromise program. Which uh, just this was the disclaimer I wanted to give to everyone. Like generally, setting settling your debt for pennies on the dollar doesn't work, except for if your income is, you know, as a single person somewhere, you know, if it's under thirty five thousand dollars per year and you have no equity in any assets, then you can do that. Like how it works with IRS, it's pretty formulaic. 
But if you have any equity in a home in a retirement they're account, they're coming for it. Yeah. If you have a car, you've got more than five grand in equity in a car, mm. then w- the, you have to include that in the offer compromise to where it's like, um, you know, it's like okay, you got fifty grand in your house. The minimum they'll take is fifty grand. Yeah. But that's where it's like this program will work for, and, and that's where I, I mean, trust me, I've done plenty of successful offer compromise. My favorite one, this um, old lady. Um, who was on social security, she was gaining her social security garnished by IRS, which is, Ugh. they will do, they'll take up to 15%. And it's, and it's, it's already such a little amount that oh, somebody's getting to totally. live off of. Yeah. And she's living with her daughter, you know, helps sharing bills with her. And she is someone, you know, it's, it's based on how much you make in your life. And she was already at a lower end of the payment. Yeah. But, um, and she owed 125,000. It, it was kind of like money she'd gotten through inheritance. It wasn't like, I see people who, you know, are living a flashy lifestyle and don't pay taxes. Yeah. That was not this lady, but either way, she owed the tax one hundred twenty-five thousand. Wow, we sell it for one hundred twenty-five dollars. Oh, because she she doesn't own anything. She had no retirement account. She, she was never going to get out from under no. it. Her income from Social Security didn't you know was beneath the threshold. So she's someone who it's like. I mean, we could have offered one dollar. I tell people it's like. Have a good faith offer. Kind it's like of. yeah. let's at least go over a hundred. Like yeah. one dollar. I, th- I feel like we're like rubbing. It's our, like insulting. Yeah. Our face. It's like yeah. trying to start a fight with. Like him, you, yeah. you yeah. can do one hundred twenty-five dollars. You can, you can muster that up to make one hundred twenty-five thousand go Just, away. Yeah, because then you hear you know stories like that of someone like that that's destitute basically and can't pay it. But then you have people that are billionaires and they might owe so Absolutely. much taxes and they're getting out of it. And you're like, what? Is happening in this world <laughs> totally and like like not to get political i i'm no, not like don't get passing, political, but passing any judgment but like it's not a balance there though you know you like know. there needs to be balance <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's yeah. yeah so i wanted to ask when is when do you think it's the best time to meet with a tax attorney when especially when you have a small business like I mean, I've met with you already over the phone just for some help with getting the startups because all the forms are so overwhelming and they have the jargon that I don't understand, you know? So when is the best time, do you think, in a business venture to meet with a tax attorney? I would really say when you're getting started and talking through um, with a tax attorney or, or, you know, a CPA or an enrolled agent, just to tell everybody there's a third type of professional credential that can represent folks before the IRS. It's called an enrolled agent. Most folks don't know about this. Um, it's someone, and again, it's you have to pass three tests. You have to um, pass a background check, you know, make sure you don't have any like crimes or anything like that. But then you're licensed directly through the Treasury, which the uh-huh. Department of Treasury's, you know, the uh, government agency that the IRS is under. So you're essentially um, licensed directly through IRS. And you know, that honestly enrolled agents are some of the better folks to work with if you have a tax problem because they know just, you know, that mm. they're so focused on tax resolution. Like what I was saying earlier, it's like when you have a balance yeah. to the IRS, there's offering compromise or pretty much the other options are a payment plan. They call it an installment agreement or just uh, currently non-collectible where you say, um, you know, again, it's like, it kind of comes back to that offer and compromise. If your income's under, again, depends on your family size, the state you live in. If it's under that threshold, you can just say, Hey, I, I can't make any payments for two years. So and they're giving you, it's like a pause button on your payback, so to speak. Yeah. And that, that can work for you or for against you. Cause, um, with tax debt, 
there's a 10-year statute of limitations. So after 10 years, the debt just kind of falls off. So in some cases, a currently non-collectible is honestly the best strategy because you can just kind of buy time. But at the same time, it's it's not the best way for most folks because you're probably not going to be able to buy real estate. Your credit's yeah. probably going to be screwed up. It's not like a, a good strategy for folks most, most times. Penalties and interest will keep accruing. But again, it, it is another tool that Depending can be used yeah. in a specific case that, I mean, I've used that and uh, I've helped a client walk away from 50 grand just doing that. So yes, yeah. you got to uh, do what you got to do. Yeah, but. and it's... So, so I have a, a sort of a, a fundamental question because Angie has gotten into, and we'll get a little more into this, maybe a lot more into the type of business that we're doing with the rental and how there are very specific things that you need to do that you don't like, um, um, I guess, licenses or documents you need to get that you don't need to get Several. with other types of businesses. <laughs> so, but, but I have a business, I write um, fiction novels and I have, uh, you know, started a small business for that. And I didn't have to do half the stuff that she's doing because of the type of business it is. But I, every year that I've done my taxes, you know, where I have it combined, it's an LLC. For the past like three or four years, Angie has told me, you really should get some help because although I am doing all the deductions for everything I buy for my writing, I, I, I guess I'm one of these people that I'm finally starting to see the light where, you know, sometimes you go, well, if I go spend x hundred dollars on someone to help me that's that much more money that i didn't get back and it eats into it i'm starting to see the light in that you probably do better including the money that you may have not owed or gotten back by getting help from someone like you than you're going to on your own no matter how thorough you think you are because i don't understand the rules I understand maybe, you know, 5% of the rules when I'm doing my taxes. So it's only because TurboTax tells you that's right. the rule. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I literally do it with TurboTax. Do, do you get that a lot, though, where someone's sort of been resisting and then they're like, all right, how can you help me? Uh, absolutely. And like, I, uh, I mean, to give you an example, just someone who um, they called me because they're, what was happening in their current year, they'd gotten a settlement for a disability claim. And on that, they had to pay out their attorney a third of it. So, but they were issued a 1099 for the full amount. And when they were trying to do it into TurboTax, it wouldn't let them take the deduction for the attorney's fees. And so they they called me. So you're paying taxes for the attorney. (laughs) You're paying taxes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I explained to him, I was like, well, disability claim, it's actually technically in federal law, discrimination claims. So the attorney's fees are deductible. How it works is though you got to take them online. I, I think I, I told him exactly at the time. I told him I think it's twenty four Z, and he's like, "Oh, okay." I was, he's like, "Thanks." And so like, but then he comes back to me. He's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I couldn't get that work." I was like, "Oh, sure, let me do it for you." And then I found with that, it's like, "Oh, you guys also missed the qualified business income deduction." And then so this was for just for twenty twenty two, the current. And then I was like. I was like, did you guys miss this last year? And in 2020, I was like, 2019, I was like, we're already too late. But I was like, if you guys miss this in 2020, 2021, we could go back and met. So actually, not only did it turn to me helping them for the current year, uh, we went back and amended their two prior years to oh get them more God. money back. Yeah. See, so, that's what I'm just what Just about. what you're yeah. saying, I get this, and I, I have an affliction <laughs> of this. As soon as you say, we'll go fill out this form, 
that's the part that kills most of us because if you can even find the darn form that you need uh-huh. if you can figure out easy. if you can figure out which form you think you need you don't know you get halfway through it and then there's a line you don't know what to answer i i hate it so much so and this is part of turbotax too they they lobby a bunch of money to make it as difficult as possible so you have to work with someone like them yeah like the example so you have I to do. upgrade Totally. To where it's like, you know, yeah. in other countries, it's like you just file through the government. I, I would never encourage that myself personally. I feel like whatever, whenever you'd be interacting with the government, you need some type of agent representing you. Yeah. I would oh, never yeah. trust the government to interact directly with their service. Right. You know, it's it's like, like going to court for yourself. I'm going to uh, represent yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna re- no, I got yeah. this. Trust I'm in me. my own interest. <laughs> I got it. I got this. Definitely. I'm yeah. not in your interest. I'm in my own. But the tax codes change so much. And I just heard you rattle, you know, some, some, oh, did you get this, you know, credit or da, 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 da. How do you keep up to date with that, though? Because that is such an ever-changing minute by minute, probably by second by second code. That how do you keep up with it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a great. You have question. a good memory. No, <laughs> I wish. No, no I decent. <laughs> no, decent. I um, it's so I have a resource. I mean, the sure, I'm sure, like anyone in any type of specialized trade can relate to this. You have like kind of um, kind of industry experts, different kind of trade publications or okay. um, materials you go to. So, um, I mean, the one that I use, we so we have specialized software, and it's not only is it updated, you know, annually, it's based on year. So, like, when we um, go back and file prior year returns for folks, the software wears by year. Okay. So, um, we have that. And then the same with the tax book, because, again, it, it changes each year. But when you subscribe to the service, service you get the tax book by year. So oh, um, cool. that's kind of like a quick thing. I have it in PDF form. So if there's any, any ever any issues, I can go directly to that. It's um, kind of like how doctors, they have like that resource where they can type in and find clinical um, trials that were done or... You know, if a doctor logged it, that's how they find diseases and stuff, right? Oh, like, we, well, if we somebody the logged pediat- it one time, then, oh, somebody else has had that. So there you go. Did you have that at the pediatrician? <laughs> the pediatrician, he just typed it into Google. Oh, nice. Oh, he just Googled it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's because my son, he's got a little bit of eczema on his arm. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. he's like, you got to use the uh, was uh, splash and seal method. Where it's like, oh, you get water on it, and then you just seal it with lotion. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And then he showed Some us hydration th- in there. <laughs> exactly. He's like, he's like the little kids that don't have the protein in their skin to keep the moisture. Yeah. Oh. But a similar idea, and like, I have a major one where at the end of the year, because most of the stuff comes out by December. You can't start filing until the end of January. So there's a publication that comes out and kind of is like, hey, here's all the major changes. Um, but again, I mean, a big thing comes back to the specialized software that we use. To where, as I said, they keep updating that throughout tax season, and that catches a lot of stuff. Any changes, particularly, that alerts it to us. It? So you have yeah. sort of a, if I, you know, I'm thinking of my industry, but you have a, I guess it's any industry specialized, like you said, where your brain is already wired into this from doing it for over ten years professionally. So you already know when you talk to a client or or a potential client, you need to do this, this, that, and the other. But the software and the updates to all of it is sort of like the icing on the cake where you can go back in and see what's new and what's changed and uh, combined. You know what it makes me think of? This is going to be a really far out question, but has there far been out. any discussion about AI? Has it because because oh, I see you shaking no, your head. You're, you're, mm-hmm. because at some point it could almost help you find exactly what you want and write it for you. 
And this is where with tax, I think it's going to be limited because there's a translation from words to numbers. And I feel like this is where AI is not going to be able to understand because there's a lot of things. It's, you know, with tax, it's more, um, it can be more art than science. Yeah. Um, because yeah. It, uh, it, it, again, you're interpreting law. You know, lots of times people think like CPAs are the top authority on tax law. Yeah. But honestly, I, I always tell people, here's an example I give people. I go, well, like, you know, the speed limit, all right? Um, let's say you're talking to an accountant about, like, how fast should I drive on the road? An accountant's going to be like, well, what's the speed limit? That's, right. that's the fastest you should go. That's, that's the speed limit. That's as fast as you're allowed to go. They um, want to stay, yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. and like an <laughs> EA, because they're bound by the treasury, they'll tell you the same thing. You got an attorney, they'll be like, well, you're supposed to go to the speed limit. Not everybody does. Um, and if you go four miles over, you're not going to get a ticket. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you go six, you could. And like, here's yeah. kind of what you'd be looking at. So that's kind of like... So there's I, areas, areas of gray that are interpreted by law, basically, where it's like, mm, yeah. And you decide where the risks really are. Like if you're, I think at Read Between the Lines, I'm seeing that this is why we hire people like you, because you know what you can do and what you don't want to do. Right. And like, again, and like, not, not to say we're like in bad faith with the IRS, no, but yeah. again, it's just like, we're trying to get... I'm trying to bring what, like, you know, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, you know, you yeah. see all these billionaires. I mean, their effective tax rates are less than their secretaries. I'm just yeah. trying to, like, bring these tax reduction strategies to, like, again, Joe Wall, Main yeah. Street instead yeah. of Joe Wall Street. You're trying to bring the balance, man. Oh, I love what <laughs> you just said. I love what you just said. That should be your catch. Or is it? You said you're trying to bring it to Joe on Main Street versus Joe on Wall Street. Exactly. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, for a lot of these strategies, they've traditionally been priced out from the uh, small business owner. But, you know, with technology, everything now, I mean, that's how I'm able to do things so efficiently. Um, I do have some, again, this comes back to my specialized software. Um, they do some document processing for me. So they mm -hmm. kind of have, again, like a, you know, like a, not like a call center, but like a, a tax document processing center. To where, and they take on the liability for that too, if there's any type of error with that. To where, again, it just allows things to do be done more efficiently. To where I prefer to interact with the client all the time and just keep talking to them and tell them what to do. And kind of these more, you know, simple tasks can be outsourced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's smart though. That's, you know, working smarter, not and that, harder. And it allows us to keep, exactly, it <laughs> keeps the cost down. Like that's yeah. what a big, like, cause I believe in delivering value. You know, yeah. I, there's plenty of tax guys out there that will take a bunch of money from you because it's I, the time of the season and that's when they're going to make their money. And, and we all get a little <laughs> desperate too, to get it right. Especially if you're getting it wrong or you think you're going to be in trouble somehow. Right. Or you're getting down to that uh, deadline. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of, and let me just like tell everybody out there, cause it's good disclaimer. They, they, there's like a lot of tax forms and this is kind of the scam these tax guys use to use like high pressure sales and like high value sales strategies on folks. It's like, Oh, I got to do this form. I got to do this form. And again, like come back to the software. Like all these forms are generated by the software. Yeah. But again, yeah. it's like, if you don't deal with it every day, you have no idea. So and I it, yeah. I have been using TurboTax, I'm going to be embarrassed almost, for nine years, and I have noticed, I showed you this, where I do it exactly the same way, and then every once in a while, it's like a new form I need to fill out. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't that didn't pop up last. You know how it sort of gives you the guided. So I know I hear what you're saying. Where then I'm completely confused. Did I miss a form last year? Did I answer something differently? You know, it's a. It seems a little. I don't know. Yeah. A little shady. Mm, a little shady. So what are like? So when someone comes to you, what is like some of the top questions they have for you? Like, you know, for somebody that's like well, r- really I- new to a small business or. Um, you know, has had their small business for some time and maybe they need a new, a new, new person to help them. Like what are some of those questions that are you seeing all the time? That's great. Can I, can I give you just, uh, I'll keep it at three. Is that okay? okay? Yeah. Um, Cause I'm sure we could I, have I 50 on a bunch or 60. Of, <laughs> let me give you what I think would be the three biggest. Okay. Um, first one would be what, how do I, how do I deal with my car? How do I deal with my business vehicle? Do I want it titled in my individual name? Do I want it titled in my business? And yeah, I, would t- I had this exact question for you. <laughs> I would tell you 100% title it to yourself individually. That's going to make your life way easier with the DMV, with your insurance guy. If you put a vehicle in a business name, I mean, you're probably looking at a uh, sales tax. Uh, unfortunately, here in Florida, if you transfer it from yourself personally to the business, then afterwards... And getting insurance is way harder. And, and for purpose of virus, they don't care who owns it. They just care about the business usage. So, um, and with that too, you know, another common question with the vehicles is, do you keep track of your mileage? Do you keep track of your actual expenses? 95 to 99% of the time, you're going to be ahead to keep track of your mileage. Um, the only time actual expenses usually are better is if you're dealing with a um, a heavy vehicle, like, you know, like, a you know, we're talking a dually truck, um, something where you're putting over 20,000 miles on it in less than three years. And, uh, you know, the, the cost out the doors over 60,000 yeah. Yeah. to where that, that's like otherwise a truck driver or something that owns their own vehicle. Oh well, yeah. And like, you know, truckers is kind of, there's a whole lot of different roles to apply them, but like anyone, I mean, yeah. like a construction truck, I'm picturing like the big construction trucks, like a, it's a regular pickup truck, but it's like a, it's, you know, it's a work truck. Tool, tool yeah. things added or whatever. And okay. that, that would be, and again, even with that, you know, it, you'd have to be turned over, you know, every three years. To, to have the actual expenses make sense. Otherwise, yeah. you get more depreciation on taking the mileage. So that, that would say with vehicles, the top two rules, Interesting. put it in your own name and keep track of your mileage. But see, that's the thing that it, that a tax attorney would know because you, you kind of know what those numbers are for the depreciation and stuff. And unless you're really educated in it, you just look at it and say, yeah, I'll take the standardized deduction or what, you know what yeah. I mean? Totally. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, well so- mileage is a, is a killer too. I mean, that's, uh, and so that's, I, I love that because knowing when to pick the mileage and when to pick the maintenance yeah. are things you would not know. And just even the fact, like he's saying, you know, you have your business name, like we have the Linwood Lounge, but would we put our vehicle in that name? No, no, put no. it in your own name. That's a that's a really. I mean, that's a. But track your mileage, and then yeah. any mileage that you drive doesn't need to be in Linwood's name. You still get credit for it. That's what IRS cares about. Is is okay. business mileage? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We've done a lot of business mileage lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. We should have been tracking that because I don't think we were. <laughs> yeah. Well, Apple Maps history's out there. Yeah, exactly. Oh. There's a lot of ways we we sometimes we do okay. have to do this. Just a little yeah. segue record recreation. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I tell people as I get worse, you know, 
Take a picture of your mileage on January one. Take another picture December thirty yeah. first. And you do the math. So I, I, I um, I hopefully this is okay because I'm going to say it. But the way that I have been doing Are my you deductions, have to edit? no, <laughs> because I feel like this is legit. The way I've been doing my deductions, like Angie's, like save your receipt for that. Save your receipt for that. Well, I know like the four credit cards I ever use for anything for for my business. So I literally download my history for the entire year, dump it in Excel dump my Amazon history into Excel, dump my PayPal into Excel, then I filter, I'm an IT nerd, but I filter it all out. Definitely, but I, I just go through line by line, like, yep, yeah, wasn't business, wasn't business, what? delete them all out, and total, I've got all my stuff right there, you can dump it right into the form. You must have a good memory. I don't know if it's the right way to do it, but it's the way that I have a ledger without having a gigantic amount of receipts. <laughs> totally, so. I mean, it's, it's the right way if it works for you, I mean, what I tell folks with this, and I'll segue this is going to be the second thing I was going to talk about, is bookkeeping kind That's of it. more generally. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I always recommend to folks is to make the bookkeeping easy, just have a business bank account yep, and run that. all the income and expenses through there. And so that way, instead of having to synthesize... We'll do, that, few, ne- but, we'll do but, that next year, Tom. This year, we were well, all over the well, place. Well, disclaimer, <laughs> this may be why you're doing that. And this is what yeah. I tell folks. Sometimes, you know, especially with credit cards nowadays... You get different benefits for using different cards yeah. in places. And again, this is where this is another common question. Like, can I use my personal card for business expenses because I get better points on it? And it's like, yes, absolutely. You just have to do some type of reconciliation. Um, yeah, I it, love your suggestion, though, because I think you said synthesize it down, which is really what that is, boiling it down to what. But if it's all one account, how easy is that? It's literally everything is in one spot. And, and then the next step of that, so there's, you know, obviously QuickBooks, everyone knows that. They charge, it's pretty expensive, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. is the issue with QuickBooks that I have. What I recommend currently is Wave Apps, W-A-V-A-P-P-S. It's pretty much the same as QuickBooks, mm. um, but it's free. You know, if you want to do payroll for them, and obviously, like, they charge for that. And I'm yeah. not saying it's going to be free forever. It's free currently. Yeah. I, I think Intuit bought them, so it's it's only probably uh, it's a matter, matter of time. time. Well, yeah, and then there will be upgrades, but, too, that you Well, Intuit is TurboTax. They'll just, they'll yeah. just kill oh, it yeah. or bake it in. Yeah. But I assume hopefully there will be something else that comes down the line. But with that, it's like there's a, there's other services where it's like, boom, then it'll sync with, you know, your business bank account. Now, I mean, they it'll do, like, even any small bank, you know, even they have, like, yeah, like small towny banks. I'm like, wow. wow. And so you can pull cool. that. It'll pull all the transactions directly through. And it has like a, an AI thing or whatever where it'll kind Categories. of automatically classify. It'll be like, oh, Chick-fil-A. That's a food expense. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I did, uh, um, and I, again, this is a, a hokey, I, because I don't want to diminish what I feel like is the value of using someone like you. But at a lesser level, you know, up until this point for us, I was using... Um, is it called quick? It, it ties into TurboTax. It's it's an app on your phone. It's called Self Employed. It's like Intuit Self Employed, and it tracks your mileage. You know, it actually is tracking where you're going and everything. All your expenses from your bank account go through it, categorizes which one is which, and then you just open the app, and it's almost like a game where you hit one button. Business expense, swipe yes or no? Swipe left or swipe right. It is. It's like left oh. or right. <laughs> business expense, oh, wow. okay. business expense or no? And you say yes, no, yes, no. Then when you do TurboTax again at the end of the year, all that stuff's already in there. So it's pretty neat. Wow. And that's, I mean, that, again, that's the same idea. So like, I totally encourage that for the bookkeeping. I would just be like, you know, again, not to promote for some people, it would probably totally work. I would just say for some people, 
that translation between the two, it's not going to capture that, again, artistic quality that a human lawyer can get and say, hey, well, actually this. That's what she, this is what she's been telling me. And again, to give you like an example, like, um, you know, this is a common question I get from folks like, oh, can I like deduct expenses for my pets? And this. Boy, we have a corgi, so I wish you could. Well, the general answer is no. Of course. not kids, but. But what is your business though? Well, so that's where. With some clients, based on the nature of their business, based on the nature of their dog, it's like, well, that's that's not a pet expense. It's actually a security system expense. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I don't... You know, I, mean, I imagine your corgi, maybe if someone is not supposed to be there, is yeah. it get a little feisty? Look, I'm just going to say we could use her in marketing and because um, yeah, she's very photogenic and so cute. Oh, there's a good one. Okay. Okay. See, but this yeah, is I'm the reading, creativity. I'm this is where you get the, the lawyer. Lines. This is where TurboTax will never give you yeah. this. And you know what? You just reminded me when I was walking the dog this morning in downtown Eustis, there is a store right on the main strip that looks like it's got a bunch of antique stuff in there. And it's got three giant dogs right at the door, like real dogs barking when you go by. That is a security system. <laughs> yeah. totally. You've 100%. seen the signs like warning. Yeah. <laughs> Dog will bite. <laughs> yeah. Don't break in here. Oh my God. I love that though. Cause that is like you said, you know, it's, and if you are using your dog in your business somehow, maybe you bring your dog to craft fairs with you. And no, draws people into the tent. I'm and that would saying. be a marketing expense. You're right. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, I like to work with people in that creativity. Because again, it comes back to, I mean, whenever, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, you know, whenever they go out and do everything, all their security, all their food, all this stuff, it's paid for by the company. And something like that, you got the shareholders subsidizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, they're not paying it pocket, out of their pocket. They're not paying that's tax on it. That's why they're billionaires. So like, why should us, right? But that's wrong. Why should they be paying less tax than a small right. business owner? This is exactly. America. But it's I a great in, point. I mean, we've, yeah. we've heard the Balance. famous quote where if you don't want me to do that, then change the tax code. So that, I mean, that's what they do, right? They use right. the, they're using they're using the system to their advantage, and I love that you you keep kind of circling back around to how it's not really fair that small businesses can't do it, but large businesses can. I, I disagree with that. Small yeah, right. businesses should be able to do it at least the same, you know, right. if not more. I'm not saying more. That that's what my ultimate goal would be. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I if I was in Washington D.C., right. yeah. I'd say small business get all. Yeah, but it should be, like you said, it should be balanced. Definitely. If you're doing it, they should be able to do it to that, the percentage that would equal the same in their business. Absolutely. So bookkeeping is a huge thing. And the last thing I'd say on bookkeeping, what it ultimately comes down to, there's a lot of different ways to do it. What your tax guy or TurboTax, whoever they is, what they need is they need your income, your total income from the year. Don't need any further broken down. They just need one number. And then they need your expenses by category. So there, there's a lot of ways to get there. Uh, I work with some category. folks that do okay. Excel spreadsheets. I've got some folks, I just send them a list of common business expenses and they'll just write numbers next to them and then send it back to me. Yeah. Um, and th- that's a big thing of how I work with people. I'm like, I-, I get there's a lot of different ways to do this. And like, we're here to make it easy for you. Yeah. So like the easiest way for you, we can work with. I see, I love that. And I love the guidance more than anything else. The guidance on... How do you get it started? What you need to do when it's time to file taxes? Because yeah. nothing is com- complex as what you've been doing, Angie. But even with my books, I, I was well, lost. Well, I haven't even got to the taxes part at the end of the year. <laughs> no, but I That's mean, why when I started talking to him, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you at the end of the year. I wanted to um, get back to the But I meant cate- just to get the business started. Oh, yeah. Right? it's it's. I'm not even done with all the registrations, by the way, neither. 
I still oh, those have short-term two more. rentals here in Florida because the hotels—that's where it comes from. The hotels yeah. are like, we don't want them undercutting us, so that's where they hit you with all the taxes. That's yeah. right. And there's so many registrations that we—I still have to do the. I've done the state. Do you got to do the county? Got to. I've got to do the county. And have I have to do the, the Remember we talked about the tourism tax account number? Mm. Oh, yeah, I have to do that. Oh, yeah. And when I just got the registration for that, there's three more things that I have to do to meet that criteria. I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh, you people are killing me. Yeah. I'm over here You're thinking, wow, even if we book 100%, it's like, yeah, you owe money still somehow. Yeah. Right. And I mean, just oh, a quick wow. disclaimer. I mean, you guys are doing everything right. You know, not to say you should, should do it this way, but I have clients who they just... Put they their do, house on Airbnb? They just do it through Airbnb. The thing with Airbnb, they pay all the taxes, and for the most part, the government stays off the brew bag. Again, I don't recommend people do that, but, like, yeah. I, I recommend people doing the, what you're doing, but, like, you know, we, we're, we're talking about, you see how onerous it is. Yeah. So you see why some people are like, ah, I don't want to do that. Forget it, right? <laughs> yeah. Or how much money all of a sudden you're paying now, and it's, yeah. It's, well, uh, it's funny because I was talking to my mom, and I'm like, there, or I was telling you, there's no way that the majority that 99% of the Airbnbs out there are doing things the right way no because way. Yeah, there's no. so many of them They're there's just no flying way under the they're radar. like oh here's a picture here's a picture of my house come rent it you know what i yeah. mean and oh, there's yeah. just oh. no way so uh, i know we are we're like that though we want it that's a protection for you. I don't want this, the county coming and saying, oh, you owe us $5,000 because you were I'll renting your house. And they yeah. will do that. <laughs> and there's so many, like you're saying, there's so many, I mean, they're violating county rules. They're violating, oh. I mean, I used to live at 55 West downtown. And uh, I mean, they'd have a big sign. Airbnbs are not allowed here. But you could go on Airbnb, you'd see like four or five different apartments oh, right, yeah. right, right in there. And that's the thing, you have to do your research too because yeah. you've got to know your city ordinances, your county. Oh, yeah. Your, if you're unincorporated county. But the it, state? I mean, it goes on and, and on. I mean, I, and I see how this happens, people. I stayed in Airbnb in Miami one time. I thought it was on the up and up. But like, you know, an hour before we're supposed to check in, they're like, they send us these rules. They're like, don't tell anyone there you're here with Airbnb. <laughs> Just tell them this. Tell them your friends. And then they gave us a name. Right. So you like, got a whole side story. Because they're in a, a community or like a condo or something. <laughs> right, where they didn't want that. I, but oh see, we're, we're trying to make this a yeah. real business, potentially not just for this house. So we want it to really be, you yeah. know. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I always tell people. Because it's like, you don't want that hanging over your head. That's right. what it is. At the end of the day, I tell people, you can do things this way, but it's going to cause you a stress. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is part of our retirement you know, uh, package. We don't want to be, I don't want to be looking over my shoulder. I, you know, yeah. I, I think you don't want the IRS all... garnishing your return. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't right. want to get a firsthand look at what tax yeah. resolution is like. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And you had another one, the top three here. So in the last, I think this is a good one to finish on how to pay myself. How do I oh, pay? How do I, how do I yeah, pay myself? We've, we've had how a lot of money out of pocket through? so far, Tom. So we I need to know this. I can't think about it lately. <laughs> totally. And, and so this is where if if you're, um, you know, a Schedule C, if you're an S-Corp, if you're a partnership, you know, that's that's kind of another discussion. Generally, I'd say out of those three, you want to be an S-Corp so you can avoid self-employment tax just on the short end. But either way, how it works is the amount that you're taxed on is whatever essentially the net income of your business is. So it doesn't ma matter at the end of the year if it's sitting in the business bank account or your personal account. So you can generally, if you want to write yourself a check from the business, if you want to do just an interbank transfer, I tell people that's generally the best. If your business and personal accounts are the same bank, 
doing interbank transfer has the same record keeping as a check and you don't bring paper into uh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, it. I'm moving my personal account. So yeah. <laughs> I was already thinking about it, honestly. You know, what? once you have multiple employees, if you have two or more employees, you know, it, if you're an escort, putting yourself on payroll can be a good option, can, can be a good way to go. Can you but, be but, an employee as an owner? Yeah, absolutely. As an escort. And that, that's how you're supposed mm. to do it. Okay. Um, the only time I'll differentiate with that with folks is if you are um, a single owner operator and you have an S corp. And what we'll do, we do this a lot with real estate agents, especially because you know their incomes, you know, very sporadic. You know, they can have a couple closings in a month; they can have zero for a few months, and um, so it's hard to have like a regular yeah. payroll coming through. Like I'm going to pay myself a thousand dollars a week. So what we'll do is we'll just issue a 1099 from the business to them at the end of the year. And it evens out because when they get that 1099, they pay the full self-employment tax on that. And I guess that would just be a quick thing to explain for people who are self-employed. Yeah, There's a self-employment tax. It's 15.3%. Let's call it 15. Um, Cause there's, but um, so that, that is you know, if you are Schedule C, if you're self-employed, whatever, you pay that 15% in addition to your regular income tax. So if you're in the 25%, oh, wow. ta- okay. 24% tax bracket, plus, you know, if you make 100 grand, you're paying an extra 15% on that regardless of what, you know, if you got a spouse, whatever, no matter what, you're paying 15% on that. Um, wow. With an S-Corp, you can cut that down easily in half to where you're only paying that 15% on 50 grand. Wow. I mean, that right there saves you $7,500. Yeah. Okay. So that, that is the big like thing for, again, trying to, and the, again, another thing for self-employed folks trying to employ people, you know, obviously everybody knows it's better to have independent contractors than employees. Yeah. That's better for the business. But if you use an S corp, you can actually structure it in a way you know, for to where it's better, it's good for the employee too, to where you have a mutual benefit from yeah. it. And it's not like, you know, I know, again, mm-hmm. the context of it seems, you know, bad, but like it not only allows them with this, you know, the S Corp to reduce the self-employment tax, then they can start expensing, you know, if they've got a home office, you know, if they're using their internet, their cell phone, if they're doing mileage, they can deduct that. If they're W-2, you can't take any of the deductions for that. So that's how it can kind of be uh-huh. a win-win. Cool. Um, okay. Those deductions, yeah, really do add up, taking wow. against the income. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm like, I'm my brain is going like, oh my god, I got so many questions. Oh, I know with the no, tax and the like, numbers, but this it's is just personal like stuff. So I'm that's like, why I'm taking all these gonna... notes because I'm like, I have to add. I mean, we got to talk about all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, not on the so show, but I got to talk we, about it. Those yeah. are my worries. I was like, I don't want to lose people because I know some of this yeah, stuff I can think, be so convoluted. I think there's three questions that you covered that are the most that are asked to you the most. They, they make perfect sense. It's like the three biggest things. So I think that was like probably very helpful to people. I hope yeah. so. That's what yeah. my goal is. I just want to save people money. Like it's, it's what I tell people. It's like, I'd rather see this money stay here in Florida than get shipped up to Washington, DC. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh, no matter so who's great. in office, I don't think anybody is like happy of how it's spent. Nobody yeah. did. Well, and also nobody just wants to give their money. Like, here you go. All Here's some hard free work. money. You're yeah. not paying me any interest for. Oh, and especially as a soul, as a small business owner, I, I see so many people that work so hard and get so little for it. Yeah. yeah. It is really such a grind. And that's where it's like, and the taxes, again, with that self-employment tax, that 15% on the top, 
I see how regressive that is, and it just makes it hard to make a living. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, when you and, should. And then, and then the, the small business becomes more of a passion project, like even like Dan with his books. Yeah. You know, it's like your, sure. your write-offs are more than what you're making, and you're doing it just because it's your passion and you love doing it. Yeah. But is it a real bit, you know, are you even making you know, a, a profit off of it at all. No, so, not at all. Well, that's okay. Asking. I mean, you can lose money and oh, you're I getting know. a tax deduction. Yeah. <laughs> How that works with IRS, you can lose money three years in a row. After three years, you lose the presumption of being a business and it could potentially be considered a hobby. Yeah. That's what they say. I mean, I've never they, seen They've warned them. me about that and I'm four or five years deep and I'm still losing money. So they, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I this has you. been very, very... Um, educational in, for me insight 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 she goes i can't say every words time sometimes. she does one she does one word every episode Insight-ive? i love it insightive is that a word <laughs> insightive in, like if it's insight-ive? not it should be insight shouldn't it be he just said what i always is it, say is it insight- if it's not a word it should be or it will be one day it will be in the dictionary the webster word 2026 like, <laughs> like ginormous do you remember when they added ginormous to the dictionary yeah it's in there now it's in there <laughs> and that wasn't a word somebody made that crap up are so, you are you thinking you. insightful 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 maybe maybe that what? Well, and I want to say also, Tom, I, you didn't—you weren't losing me on that. I know you're just saying in general you don't really. It was just opening my mind to all these other questions I wanted—I want to ask or talk I know. about. That's maybe where my brain was like, "Oh my god!" I gotta, outside I the show, because we'll go rabbit hole. But <laughs> yeah, I, but where can everybody find you if they're interested in maybe? Um, it was real oh. easy to schedule an appointment with you because you use Calendly. I yeah. will say that so nah, super what, easy to schedule with Tom. Yeah, yeah just just call me four zero seven nine zero six four zero seven seven. Um, I. I try and answer that goes directly to me, my cell phone. You can text that too. Answer it when I can. If not, I I have an answering service. They'll take a message from me and I get an email. I'll try and call you back as soon as possible. 407-906-4077. I have his number. Or if you want to, you know, see my picture, <laughs> check me out, get a little more info from me first, pineapplelaw.com. And we will put a link in the show notes to your number and to your website. So if you're listening, just scroll down, oh, click it. Yeah. And just to tell everybody like how I do this stuff, I, I'm always, whenever I just talk with people about stuff, I'm not like one of these attorneys. It's like, oh, you talk to me, I'm that, cl- you're getting a bill. No, like yeah. the, the only time I bill people is when we file tax returns because that's yeah. kind of how I see that's what I do that's my thing I will so, say that's um, one of the things I was very impressed about I called you I I heard about you from another small a friend of a friend right who heard about you or who has worked with you and a small business that I trust and so I'm like okay I'm gonna call and you help me over the phone just like oh let's just set that up right now I'm like what how much do you charge? Nothing. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was amazing. No, no, not to say he doesn't charge. Okay, because he has to make a living. Yeah, no, I got, I got two kids. Tom's That's not that. free. <laughs> Tom's not free forever. Okay. So, um, but anyway, that was very impressive to me because people just don't do that. And no, so to me, that 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 means the world because you're like, mm, this is somebody that's like really interested in helping a small business get off the ground. And like I, I said, you know, like, customer, yeah. as soon as that happens, we're like, okay, we're using that guy. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. you know, it's oh, like I'm so happy. To it's like it. the small restaurant you go to and you're frequent there, and for some reason they just always give you free dessert, and you're like, I, I want to pay for the dessert, but they just want to give it to you yeah. because they just love that you came in there. I know three who times you're talking about, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know who it is. Um, anyway, oh, and I did have two 
two um, questions that aren't really about um, any of this. Um, where did Pineapple Law oh, come from? Oh, I wanted from? to know that too. Where did the so, name Pineapple Law come from? Was so it full, available? Like what exactly, was it? So exactly. So I went to, you know, there's like those domain websites and like I wanted something that had the word law because my, my name, Thomas Evans, uh, not, uh-huh. not the most uh, unique name in the world, especially for lawyers. You know, you type it in, you get a hundred. Sounds like uh-huh. an attorney name though, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's why I went to this law website and I typed in law. In terms of what was available, there was like palm tree law and pineapple law were kind of the most. I was like, oh, I was like, palm tree law? They might think I deal with like arbor law or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, pineapple. I just kind Florida, of. Florida, pineapple, like. I know they don't know. technically grow here. This Hawaii, yeah, but I was like, it's... I know it's a sign of like warmth and hospitality. And that's how I always like to make people feel. I always, yeah. you know, I like hosting people and stuff like that. So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that just fits it. with my ethos. I love so it. And it's, it's literally pineapplelaw.com. You got it. Right. No, that's how, yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, what's pineapple got to do with law? I mean, about as much as Apple has to do with computers <laughs> yeah. and cell phones. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. And that was the other thing I was going to ask is your name. So your name, Thomas William Evans, yes, sir. right? Yes, I am. And okay. So is it a rule with lawyers that you're supposed to use all three names? I Lawyers think, and serial killers, yes. <laughs> no, lawyer. It's always like Thomas J. Esquire and the third. Ser- you know and, what I mean? Like, so, and serial so killers, what is yeah. the yeah? What is the rule? I think that? you either have to use all three, or you have to, for some reason, abbreviate your first name and use your middle name, and then the last. Is thing. it? But no, they and they they talked about this in law school. There's some like kind of psychology thing. Whereas if you use your full name, it seems more yeah. official. And I think like all lawyers have kind of picked up on this. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just kind of like it's just a like, psychology thing. Okay. And like I pick up on that stuff. But like I try not be that lawyer. I mean, I'm a, trust me. I deal with I I do still do a little bit of litigation here and there, mostly for just friends and family. But like, yeah, I, I deal with. You know, you lawyers never yeah. know what you're going to get. I mean, South Florida, you're going to get some crazy people more often than not. More, <laughs> a little bit more Tony Montana complex than yeah, you yeah. want to deal with. Right. But uh, so that's, yeah, I don't ever want to be those people. But like, yeah. again, that's what it comes back to, where it comes from. People are trying to get every edge they can yeah. in sure. the legal game. I, I just, <laughs> when I, because, you know, I've talked to you on the phone, you know, and then I saw your picture and I'm like, now what's up with the three names there? Because yeah. you're laid back, you know what I mean. Like you're not like here. Oh, totally. You're I, not here in a suit, and t- we were like really worried that you might show up in a suit and tie because it's kind of warm I, in here. I, I so we're hot, like, I had a hot crap. sauce t-shirt on and I changed just in case. I was like, well, just in case. Well, for full disclosure, I'm I'm wearing tank tops and basketball shorts right yeah, now. Dude, flip flops. We live in Florida. As soon as you, you walked be. in, we were like, yes, this is gonna be a great interview now. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us oh, and for thank being. You. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this really for a while for my first podcast. Thank you. You guys made this awesome. And we love and we love that you were the first to join us in the new studio. And maybe we can have you back again before we move to North Carolina in the little comfy little lounge there and we'll it, talk some deeper stuff. It would then. be my pleasure. Maybe put some questions out to the audience. Be like, are there any more specific oh, tasks questions go, you would guys. like them to answer? That would be fun. Put yeah, out so there. if you do have any questions, send them go in. ahead and send them in to contact at fineanddanchy.com or you can just message us on Facebook underneath when we post this yeah. um, podcast. Call me directly if you want to answer them. There we go. We'll get those <laughs> and we'll get those um get those questions written and we want to thank bill and mary Wynog from wakaiva island again for yes. sponsoring this studio thank space for us thank so you guys much. so much, much and for all you do for the community and guys remember at the end of each and every day it's, it's all, all fine and dangy hi 
Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed the show today. If you did, we would love a review. So make sure to head over to your Apple Podcast app or whatever app you listen to your podcast on and give us a five-star review. Also, give us a like and a follow on our social media. You can find that all under Fine and Danji. And if you want to find out more about our guest or about us, head over to fineanddanji.com.